Hi, welcome to Forbes India's The Startup Fridays podcast. I'm Hari Arakli, tech editor at Forbes India. And in these podcasts, we'll bring you conversations with entrepreneurs who are finding opportunities in solving a variety of problems in multiple areas, from agriculture and satellite imagery to digital finance and cryptocurrencies. We will also talk to investors from venture capital companies and other folks who are playing a significant role in India's maturing startup scene. You can find a new episode every Friday evening. You can also find us live on Instagram every Friday morning. Stay safe and happy listening. Uh, so today's guest, uh, meet Akshay Singhal, uh, an entrepreneur uh, whose company Log9 Materials Scientific is building aluminium uh, and graphene-based uh, fuel cells. Uh, Akshay has uh, a PhD from uh, IIT Roorkee uh, and uh, he's been uh, running uh, his company for the last uh, five odd years, five, six years. So, so to get us started, just uh, you know, give us give us the basics. What uh, what are fuel cells? Uh, why are they called fuel cells? And tell us a bit about the type of fuel cells that you are building. Yeah. So basically, uh, in in a very simple term, uh, fuel cells are uh, energy source uh, which can use some kind of a fuel, and that oxidation of that fuel basically uh, is used via electrochemical reaction to generate energy. So you can generate energy on demand uh, anywhere, uh, just like a diesel engine in that sense. But instead of burning something, you basically use the fuel via electrochemical reaction to create energy in a greener way. Now, uh, predominantly, we hear about hydrogen fuel cells, uh, which have been the most uh, kind of, uh, so to say, push forward or the most... uh, uh, so to say, uh, advanced types of fuel cells. Mm. And the work on hydrogen fuel cells actually dates back to 1880s, mm. uh, wherein the first concept was kind of discovered. And then 1930s is the, is the basic engineering design of hydrogen fuel cell that came out. Mm. And then eventually from there, uh, NASA started using it in space missions and stuff like that. Uh, we are working on uh, something which is called aluminum fuel cell. Uh, and aluminum fuel cell is a concept which has been derived from the uh, from the basic technology of aluminum air battery. So in uh, 1960s, uh, uh, funded by Department of Energy at U.S. Uh, uh, the United States, uh, there was a program which developed uh, aluminum air batteries, which were one-time use batteries, just like your uh, uh, TV remote cells. So it was a one-time use battery, which would uh, kind of uh, uh, use up the energy, then you have to throw out that battery. Mm-hmm. These, were de- 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 these were made for one-time applications, for example, usage in missiles, usage in uh, torpedoes in submarines and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, we're using the similar concept, we've extended it further, wherein after aluminum is, uh, is used once, we can keep on refueling aluminum in these batteries, and hence mm-hmm. we are calling it a fuel cell. Because essentially, what you're doing is using aluminium as a fuel to generate energy. So mm-hmm. that's that's the uh, that's the concept which we have taken forward. And uh, globally, there are two companies only which are uh, progressing this technology. One is Log9 Materials, and the other technology, other company is uh, based in Israel, uh, which is doing this uh, similar concept of aluminium fuel cell. Mm-hmm. So, why the choice of aluminium and uh, graphene? Uh, explain that a little bit to us. Right. So, uh, if you look at hydrogen fuel cell, uh, so basically, uh, as we kind of, uh, so to say, uh, are trying to utilize uh, uh, hydrogen fuel cells for long haul vehicles, solve the 
basic challenge of shorter range on a lithium-ion battery when it comes to electric vehicles. Uh, the real challenge is that hydrogen is a very, very, uh, so to speak, uh, explosive and unsafe uh, fuel mm-hmm. because uh, it, it, it has to be stored in pressurized tanks. It, it is very, very explosive, has very high flammability, and those challenges uh, lead to a lot of uh, risk, uh, risk associated with it. At the same time, uh, the, the cost of the hydrogen fuel cell, the capex of the hydrogen fuel cell is very high. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- these two challenges get solved with aluminium because aluminium uh, as a fuel when it goes in the fuel cell it is a solid plate so mm. no matter what you do whether it cannot explode it cannot catch fire mm. it's a much safer technology and also the upfront cost of the system will be much uh, much cheaper because uh, unlike hydrogen we don't need to use uh, materials like platinum and iridium and all of those kind of very rare earth expensive materials in our system mm. and uh, the, the graphene part of your technology involves uh, Uh, what you call nanotechnology. So uh, uh, explain that a little bit to us. So basically, uh, the way nanotechnology works is that uh, so nano is basically 10 to power, min- 10 to power minus 9 meters, right? So uh, when we talk about uh, nano, it's very, very small particles. Mm-hmm. Now, what is the purpose of, uh, if you will ask, what is the purpose of going such small in, in particle size is because when you have smaller and smaller particles, the total surface area that is available mm-hmm. on a particle is much more. So just okay. to give you an example, so for example, if, imagine uh, a packet of chips. Now, as compared to a 5 rupees packet of chips versus a 20 rupees packet of chip, uh, it, it can hold a lot of material inside the 20 rupees packet. But if you uh, take five, four five rupees packets of chips versus a 20 rupee packet of chip the total plastic that is there the total uh, covering on the on the on the packet is more on a five rupees packet when four of them are put together as compared to a 20 rupees packet because because the total surface area is more so and when you kind of Uh, reduce the size of particle to such a small nano level mm-hmm. you can imagine the surface area increases mul- millions of times mm-hmm. and that's basically uh, leads to better reactions it can it can enhance the overall reactions overall chemistry and provide those properties and hence lead to better efficient uh, energy storage devices fuel cells and and uh, and also better other other, other application areas are there of nanotechnology but we are trying to use uh, those properties for energy storage applications mm-hmm. So, so what what got you interested in uh, uh, batteries and fuel cells? Uh, tell us a bit about how you started uh, Log Nine. Right. So the journey of Log Nine actually started with my research in nanotechnology in 2013 uh, uh, in IIT Roorkee. Uh, so basically, I started my work in the field of nanotechnology uh, with the help of my grandfather, uh, uh, who was a scientist at the National Physical Laboratory. And uh, after his retirement, he used to uh, come to Roorkee from Delhi and uh, kind of uh, guide me uh, to work in uh, nanotechnology. And the campus was kind of uh, Uh, kind enough to kind of give us a space where we could set up our lab and start doing research mm. and then uh, following which uh, one of my professors who was my guide also for uh, for phd uh, dr indranil lahiri he uh, uh, joined the campus around the same time as a new faculty and then uh, he was working in the field of graphene so i got interested in graphene and that's how the journey started so graphene as a material is a very very diverse material it has various different properties it is more uh, conducting than copper it is it has very high thermal conductivity it is stronger than steel at the nano level and stuff like that so there are multiple very exciting properties uh, so that's how i got into the field of graphene and then in uh, 2014 while i was interning in canada uh, so that's that's when uh, the idea of log 9 was born that uh, we need to kind of develop competency on in nanomaterials and graphene within india and it is something which is possible 
So, uh, so moment I came back, I started uh, working on uh, setting up this company, Logland Materials. First, it was a graphene materials company, which uh, was incubated at IIT Roorkee for two first two years. With the first company to be incubated and supported uh, by the campus formally mm. uh, by its incubator tights. And then uh, uh, within uh, two years, uh, in 2017, uh, of founding the company, we moved to Bangalore. And since uh, moving to Bangalore, we started to think that, okay, we have a good handle on applic- uh, on materials, but we need to look at applications, like where all can we use these materials uh, that we have created. And that's when uh, we realized that energy storage is a big field and mm. we should kind of... Uh, uh, start developing applications and technologies on in the energy side. Another thing that we realized was that at the time was why energy? Because uh, what happens is when you talk about energy requirements in India, majorly what happens, uh, we take technologies from the West and then start to uh, force fit them in for Indian applications. Mm. And which is a very wrong uh, way of doing things because the, in the Indian applications, the platforms, the environment, the driving conditions, and, and all of those are very different or from the developed country or other parts of the world mm-hmm. and and when we keep on forcing it either it will not make sense operationally or it won't make sense from a cost perspective and that's the gap we realized when we said that okay what we're trying to do is take lithium-ion batteries and deploy them everywhere so i'm not saying that lithium-ion batteries don't work they are very good for certain applications but they can't be deployed across all vehicle platforms so it's not like you can use a lithium-ion battery to power a two-wheeler three-wheeler four-wheeler truck bus long haul short haul everything is not possible either there will be operational challenges again or there will be cost uh, challenges so that's when we started to uh, look at energy applications and uh, we found this concept of uh, aluminium uh, air batteries and we thought that using our graphic competency we can make the system more efficient and put it forward as a fuel cell and uh, and, and then uh, the last four years have been devoted towards developing this technology. And uh, further than that, so what we realized was that aluminum fuel cells, or fuel cells in general, even if you look at the recent announcement by the government, the fuel cells are uh, suited for long-haul applications. So wherein you can't have large enough battery packs to support a longer range. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that case, fuel cells make sense. Uh, also, what we, 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 th- we realized was that uh, as a any fuel cell, so just to give you uh, some context here, any fuel cell, uh, whether it's hydrogen fuel cell or, or aluminum fuel cell, because it is constantly generating energy, so you need, need some kind of a small storage bank as well. Mm-hmm. Because uh, when the, the fuel cell is generating energy, the vehicle may need less energy or more energy than that. Mm-hmm. So in that case, when it is recurring less, you can store it in the bank, and when you need more, you can take it back from the mm-hmm. bank. So as part of our uh, fuel cell journey we were also we also started developing our super capacitor technology okay. uh, which is basically uh, a, a sol- uh, uh, if, you, if i compare it with a, with a lithium ion it is also a storage technology but it can uh, give you more power so mm-hmm. you can put energy inside it at a much faster rate and withdraw energy from it at a much faster rate mm-hmm. so that's a super cap now, uh, what we realized was, and especially in the last two years of our work, that the, the entire two-wheeler, three-wheeler application of mm-hmm. electric vehicles, uh, which is which is your intra-city short-haul kind of because these vehicles typically fly within the city limits, mm-hmm. right? So there, uh, lithium-ion batteries are facing another set of challenges, which is not of range, but which is which is in terms of the amount of time it takes to charge uh, vehicles. For example, a two-wheeler. Why should a two-wheeler, which only needs to go 70, 80 kilometers, should take a four-hour charging time? Mm-hmm. Right, even the most premium ones take one and a half hours charging time. So that was the challenge. And then also, if you're trying to use these vehicles for a fleet operation, wherein all your uh, e-commerce deliveries are all at home right now, mm-hmm. where we're getting our deliveries at home. Now, all these vehicles, uh, they uh, there is a huge intent to make them electric. 
But the challenge is that if if somebody buys an electric vehicle for a food delivery or for e-com delivery, on day one he might get uh, or he or she might get 70-80 kilometers of range. But within a year, that range will drop to 50 kilometers. Now, if that range will keep on dropping so quickly, <clears throat> then uh, operationally it is not viable to use such a vehicle. So that's where we thought that we can use a super cap technology to create a rapid charging battery pack, mm. which will not only charge get charged in 15 minutes time, but at the same time it will also give you a life of more than 15 years. Hence, you will not see that range degradation uh, on a constant basis. So now the focus of the company is towards two energy storage technologies. One is rapid charging technology, which we are already launching in the market, uh, and we have done successful pilots with with various uh, uh, last mile players, including uh, including your Shadowfax, Porter, Delivery, Amazon, Flipkart, Vogo, and all of these. And uh, uh, and the, and the commercial launch is due for October. So aluminum fuel cell for long haul, which we'll be launching in a couple of years, and rapid charging uh, battery packs is what is going into the market today. So the rapid charging battery packs are also aluminium graphene based or, or the lithium ion battery? No, so aluminium uh, fuel cell is, uh, is a separate technology, mm. super cap is a separate technology. It does, mm. does involve graphene as a core competency, the core material inside. Mm. Uh, but aluminium and graphene combination is for the aluminium fuel cell. And here we are using uh, lithium and graphene combination to create these rapid charging battery packs. Hmm. And so you're already commercial with the rapid charging ones and uh, the aluminium fuel yes. cell will come out in a couple of years. Yeah, so also if you look at the market, so the market for long-haul electric vehicles is not uh, mature at this point of time. So mm. there's, there's hardly any demand at this at this point. And also, uh, we would require more time to kind of uh, optimize and perfect the technology more on the aluminum fuel side. Mm. So that will kind of go hand in hand. We we expect that in the next two years or so, uh, uh, the, the demand for long-haul electric vehicles will grow. Mm. Right now, the electric vehicle demand is driven more by two-wheelers and three-wheelers, yeah. but eventually it will go into the longer segment as well. Mm. So what are the type of vehicles which will use your fuel cells? Uh, so in, in in terms of fuel cells, uh, the vehicles that will use a uh, uh, system would be your uh, trucks, uh, starting from your one to two tonners to heavier trucks, 20 tonners, 40 tonners and stuff like that. And then intercity buses and stuff like that. So heavier uh, vehicles more uh, more suited for commercial applications. Mm. Okay. Uh, and in terms of uh, your supply chain and the type of components that you need, uh, uh, is there an ecosystem in India where you're able to source all the components that you need? Yeah, so the, the another uh, good thing of uh, aluminum fuel cells as well as super capacitors in general mm. is that uh, uh, all the raw materials, at least we have reserves and we have sources of these raw materials within India. Mm. So we don't, we hardly need to import anything uh, from outside. Mm. If you look at it from an aluminum perspective purely, India is the second largest producer of aluminum in the world and mm. that too very high quality aluminum is produced in the country. Mm. So uh, we are actually already working with uh, leading aluminum players in, in, in the market, uh, mm. within the Indian market. Uh, and trying to kind of collaborate with them for the aluminium demand going forward. Hmm. And between fuel cells of the type that you're building and uh, the commercially available lithium-ion uh, batteries that are being used right now, what are the big differences? For example, lithium-ion batteries uh, can have uh, hundreds or even thousands of cells. Uh, is that also the case with fuel cells or is it a different kind of structure? Yeah, so uh, in, in fuel cells also you will have multiple cells stacked together, but mm. not as many as in not many as, as many as in uh, number as compared to lithium ion. Uh, mm. There will be fewer numbers, but larger cells. Mm. 
Hmm. Uh, so so that will be the difference so definitely we will have we'll need to have multiple cells uh, put up in a series parallel combination uh, but the cells in case of aluminum fuel cell are larger as compared to the lithium ion cells hmm. now just want to go back to the sort of basic uh, idea why is a fuel cell called a fuel cell and a lithium ion battery is not one yeah so battery in its general form is something which stores energy so you basically can plug it into a socket and charge it and then when you want to use it yeah, yeah. we got cut off uh, so what i was saying was that uh, i think i was explaining you the difference between a battery and yeah. a fuel cell yeah. so in, in in a very simple term uh, so in very simple terms basically battery is something which you can plug into a socket charge it up and when you want to use it you can take back energy from it whereas a fuel cell is something which generates energy using a fuel so yeah. it it basically optimizes the fuel to kind of generate energy on demand yeah. uh, and then the stuff that we use so that's the basic key difference between a fuel cell and a battery uh so akshay you also had some funding can you talk about that yes yeah, so we uh, raised uh, our uh, series a round uh, from sequoia's search program and xfinity ventures in september 2019 and uh, right now we are in the process of uh, uh, closing another round of funding uh, as we speak uh, and and uh, what would be the main ways in which you will use this money so this money will be used uh, primarily on uh, two three things one is to basically ramp up our capacity to uh, provide these rapid charging battery packs in the market we have we already have been able to get a huge order book uh, both from the two wheeler market and the three wheeler market mm-hmm. uh, as we go commercial in october 21 uh, so the idea is to ramp up uh, production capacities for that uh, second uh, is obviously to further enhance the technology on the aluminum fuel side as well as uh, on the super cap side so a mix of uh, r&d uh, as well as uh, production capability is where the investment will be going in hmm. i know you were part of uh, sequoia capital's uh, surge program uh, and so on uh, and you you're already into raising your series p but in general what is the uh, what has been the funding experience like is it difficult for uh, hard technological companies uh, to raise money in india I think yes, it's uh, quite difficult. It has been a challenge for us as well, uh, because uh, like uh, like in other other countries, and especially in developed economies, if you look at it, technology uh, companies like ours uh, can take a significant amount of time before even uh, going commercial, and uh, and uh, there is patience, patient capital available in that sense. That's not so much the case in India. Also, uh, the entire VC ecosystem. or at least the majority of it mm-hmm. uh, don't really relate uh, to uh, the kind of stuff that uh, startups like log9 do mm-hmm. and and that's not uh, mostly part of their thesis uh, we're lucky that uh, ev uh, is a buzzword today so at least there is some interest uh, flowing in from uh, from various uh, vc houses mm-hmm. but uh, otherwise uh, purely from a material science hardware technology perspective uh, there is definitely a lack of interest mm-hmm. and how many people do you have at log9 today So we have a team of around uh, 55 or uh, people which are on full-time roles, and then we have an additional uh, team of uh, interns and other staff, so totaling to around 65-70 people. Are you able to find the type of talent that you need for your company? I mean, people with deep experience in chemical engineering and whatnot. Yeah, I don't think uh, in India we can ever have a dearth of talent mm. uh, or the talent pool. Uh, the only challenge is. Uh, the talent pool is so i think the 
the challenge is on the different side so there is the talent pool is just too large and uh, choosing the right kind of teammates from that large talent pool mm-hmm. is where uh, it become, uh, becomes uh, kind of more uh, so to say more work to do in that sense yeah mm-hmm. you you did uh, talk about uh, what you want to do with the funds from series b and so on but uh, if you step back and look at your company can you think aloud about what would be the next big steps uh would you want to go overseas and so on yeah so there is uh, so i think uh, as i was mentioning the idea was to create technologies which are uh, primarily suited for this kind of environment and kind of use cases so the technology that we are launching in the market today uh, are built ground up for the the conditions of india and southeast asia mm. so there's already a lot of interest uh, coming in from uh, countries like bangladesh indonesia malaysia thailand singapore uh, sri lanka and uh, and all of these places mm. uh, we will st- uh, will uh, soon be sending out uh, international pilot orders as well on the rapid charging battery pack side mm. so and and also uh, many countries in africa as well so the idea would be to provide these solutions to these countries to start with uh, and there's a huge market and a huge opportunity available for our technology in these in these economies and then uh, as we kind of go for aluminum fuel cells aluminum fuel cell is more of a global technology so that that would find applications uh, across the globe irrespective of geography or in because long haul is a problem not just in india uh, with electric vehicles but it's a global problem hmm. one one last question uh, i remember when reading about your work i came across uh, this video where you spoke about uh, how your fuel cell is kind of an end to end sustainable solution uh, versus the currently available batteries can you explain that a little bit yeah so basically as i was saying that uh, in our aluminum fuel cell you use aluminum to generate energy right so uh, when you generate el- el- energy using aluminum so it's not like the aluminum goes up in air we're not creating air pollution by just burning up aluminum so what happens is that aluminum gets converted to its oxide uh, which is called uh, aluminum hydroxide and that aluminum hydroxide is the way in which we mine aluminum from earth before processing so what we are doing is that we are able to convert aluminum to its natural ore form so what what will what what can happen is that this uh, what you get out of that fuel cell can be again sent back to the smelters to kind of re uh, kind of remake it into the those aluminum fuel plates mm. and uh, as we uh, make our smelters greener and greener with renewable energy the entire cycle is uh, one it is closed loop and at the same time it is uh, based on renewable energy whether it is from solar wind or whatever sources okay brilliant uh, akshay thank you again uh, for making time for this conversation this fantastic to learn about your work uh, more power to folks like you and we hope to keep the conversation going uh, have a great friday and week thank you thanks sir thanks a lot so that was akshay single uh, building aluminum fuel cells uh, for the future of mobility in india and maybe even other parts of the world that's it for this week's edition of uh, startup fridays uh, do share us wherever you can uh, your support means a lot to us and keeps us going And next week I'll be back with another entrepreneur who's working in the area of space technology should be an interesting conversation until then wherever you are be safe